0: Well, it's been a very, very long time since we have been able to even put together anything. Hi, babe. Howdy, y'all. We have missed doing our podcasts, haven't we, love? Uh Uh-huh. For those that may not know, we have spent the last...
1: Wait, you didn't introduce us.
0: Okay, well, I'm a little rusty, I guess.
1: Oh, you're a little Victoria.
0: <laughs>
1: y'all, this is Michael and Victoria on a final episode of Final. We're not quit it. Finally.
0: See as I am. A contagious
1: smile. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. It's been uh like like my wife said, it's been a while, y'all.
0: It has. And for those that don't know are kind of in the gray area about it, our daughter Faith, who everybody knows. As one of the co-hosts from A Contagious Smiles Teen Talk. um, Scared the living shit out of us. Is that safe to say? Yes. Yeah, safe to say. Uh, Before Christmas, it was a regular evening. Having a nice home-cooked meal. Family at the table. Playful banter as always. Everything was great. We planned on watching some Christmas thing. And about... 11.30-ish, Faith says, I need to go to the emergency room right now. And anyone who knows knows Faith absolutely hates the hospital. And getting her to go is a big ordeal, even to a doctor. And so at that point, she looked okay. Her stomach wasn't distended. And she never asked to go. So my husband and I thought, okay, maybe it's just she was about to get her cycle or something that isn't anywhere near the magnitude of what we had in store for us hours later. So I took her. We arrived at one fifty eight in the morning. I texted my husband and let him know that we had arrived and went straight to triage. And then they took us to a room. They weren't busy. And we went into a room and I started requesting assistance. And got none and it was approximately over an hour and change before we got to see a doctor and during that time faith is screaming for pain um assistance she is screaming how much she hurts i have requested numerous times for assistance gone out in the hall i even tried to get a doctor who wasn't the doctor we hadn't even had one assigned to us now Babe, what really gets me is let's just take it slightly off left field for a minute. We go to like a nice dinner somewhere She's and it, you really want to do that. And we make a we we go and get on the reservation list or on the wait list, and they send you a text message to your phone that says, You're in line, you're eight tables away from getting your table or whatever. Well, the hospital freaking sends a text to me and says you have a doctor assigned to you. And that was about an hour after our arrival. And Faith is literally in excruciating pain. Well, all of a sudden she shoots her back up and screams this scream I've never heard before. And I just, I can't even get that out of my head. I I start opening the door again, calling for help. The nurse had been in three or four times at this point and just said there's nothing i can do to a doctor sees and i said can she get some tylenol or something because as you know faith never wants to take any medicine even if she's got a cold right she never wants to take anything yes my husband is just like there he's
1: well you're keeping everybody in suspense well if if you give the cliff notes at first and then go into your dissertation
0: don't use my words my love. Okay, you give the, the okay. cliff notes.
1: All right. Here, here's, here's the.
0: Oh my Story God. cut and
1: dry, y'all. We
0: look, almost lost her.
1: Her bowels become necrotic shortly after I cooked dinner. Oh, okay. don't say
0: that. That's so not true. <laughs> He's being ridiculous. So, don't. No, that's not it. Don't say that because that's not. There was what a blockage.
1: Was.
0: We didn't know her, that her
1: bowels became necrotic. She had multiple organ failure. We spent over just over a month in the hospital multiple surgeries and procedures over a dozen uh where they took out uh a part and then most of her lower intestines and made several mistakes along the way uh clipping a vein having her hemorrhage inside yes so after all said and done uh she was on life support ventilator and dialysis for
0: chest tube almost
1: for... the entire time with, except for the last week we were there. So yes, we almost lost her. So,
0: and they revived her multiple all,
1: times. All of y'all, all y'all that prayed for her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bo- bottom of our hearts. Uh, we have our little girl back here at the house. That is the main thing for those of y'all who donated to the GoFundMe God bless you. So that I was able to stay by our daughter's side and to help my wife there while she stayed the entire month at the hospital. Uh thank y'all for y'all support. Uh it was greatly appreciated. It was greatly used and it just tremendously helped us to survive, to stay there. And I and, and in my opinion, I believe that because my wife and I stayed by our daughter's side and and pep talked her and and stayed in the bed with her and held her hand and touched her and kissed ki- and her on the forehead and sang to her and remember. just you know was was there the entire time i believe that had a uh impact on her healing process uh you know of course you know all, all y'all's prayers uh greatly helped so thank y'all
0: our guardian angels definitely
1: so that that's the short side so my wife can continue with the long side
0: thank you you're welcome no i i just want to say that you know, there's certain things, for instance, we need to work on our compassion. You know, I'm so precise in, in, I want to say meticulous in my wording all the time, because when you're in a traumatic experience like that, and the, you bring someone in that says, it's life or death, that feels like someone's knocking the wind out of you. And It's so unbelievably scary. We had an OR nurse who was phenomenal, who got one of their assistants to meet my husband at the front of the hospital and literally run him in and up to the OR waiting area so that he could see her prior to going back because they told us that she wasn't going to make it through the night. They actually also told my husband to call the chaplain and we were even told shortly after the completion of the first surgery that if we wanted to take measures to make her comfortable and just let nature take its course, then we could also do that because of quality of life.
1: You don't say that to a parent. You don't look, look them in the eye while you're at the hospital about to go into to emergency surgery. You don't say to the parent, oh, go call a chaplain. Go ahead and, and you know, prepare your papers. Get everything in order. You just don't say that about, you know, your child or or about, you know, the the parent's child. Don't look me in the eye and tell me, hey, she ain't going to make it, buddy. You might as well go ahead and, you know, rent a room out. No, I wanted to punch that SOB in the face. You just don't say that to me. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's
0: okay. But then when you have a child who has multiple different trigger words if you will because of medical ptsd which she has been diagnosed with and then someone comes in and it's like i don't know how you want to say it we're not going to use names but i don't know how you want to say it like this individual if you will and i'm being polite it's almost as if he had a goal to say every single one of them every time and when you have a surgery and i hate to say that because faith and i combined have had well over 150 now between us and you have a surgery, especially with a kid, they'll always call you from the OR and give you updates. Now you get them as freaking text messages on the phone, which I am sorry, my daughter yeah, is...
1: Knew
0: that. My daughter is not... Our daughter, sorry. Our daughter is not a table waiting to be sat at. And on the second surgery, she was too fragile to even make it to the OR. So they did it bedside in the ICU. And we didn't see... Correct me if I'm wrong, babe. We didn't see the surgeon after the operation. We never got the final overview of what transpired during the procedure or the surgery. And we asked and we're given the runaround. We started inquiring about pathology and not getting that information either. And every promise that this individual made was a bunch of hogwash really like finally after numerous days and multiple procedures we were at one point having sometimes two procedures a day at one point they had to do an emergent um, chest tube and why because her lung had collapsed and then she
1: so how how do we go in for one thing and your lung collapsed it's like it's like so far out there. Oh, yes, we had multiple organ failure.
0: But that was also because they said she had compartmental syndrome, but in fairness, when when we left, she had on her little slider flip-flops. Her feet were fine. She did not have discoloration. She did not have distentness or tenderness within her stomach. When we arrived, she was still okay. We had such issues like one minute. She was at 90 degrees. Her body temperature had gotten to 90 degrees. They brought in, they put us in a room, immediately moved to trauma after waiting an hour and a half and pitching a fit, screaming for help in the the ER. ER, uh, No, we weren't in the lobby. We were in a room. We were in a room. You hadn't gotten the call yet. We were in a room. I called you when we hit uh, trauma because people were freaking out saying she's not going to make it. She's not going to make it. Well, they brought in the warm blankets. They brought in this warming machine. They brought in these machines to um, warm up the saline that they were trying to give her, you know. And then they called on surgery and they put an NG tube all the way down and they couldn't get it into her gut. And when I had been screaming, her stomach was as rock hard as hitting a door, like knocking on a door hard. And at that point, her extremities were absolute purple like barney purple but they weren't when we arrived and her temperature you know human temperature normally drops 1.5 degrees an hour is what they say but she had dropped considerably from triage to the trauma and then within not even 24 hours we went from 90 degrees to 105 and then we go, I mean, there were so many things that happened during this period of time that is mind blowing. And it's the thoughts and prayers that came with us and stayed with us and wrapped themselves around us that we cannot thank enough. You know, I have to say that's when you really know who is your true friends and family. Oh my God, yes. Um, I've had people that I just want to take a moment and thank uh, Whitney, who did our GoFundMe, who is still trying to help us. Um, is just a blessing. She also has a podcast and imposter syndrome and everybody should check that out. She is amazing. Sarah, who I've partnered up with for mom power is amazing. We we've, we've had so many people like Debbie Gale, who has written a book and and I have on often during um, the podcast is just a godsend. She's like a sister to me and checked on us every single day, like not a day missed. And I'm not saying that those that checked on us once a week or whatever, we don't love you as well. But the reason we're saying this is because like, we know for a fact that our own blood related bio family on both sides knew about this and never reached out, like never reached out. And this is Christmas. This is new year's. This is, this is our kid, their grandchild on both sides. Um, Now, your dad and stepmom were phenomenal, absolutely amazing. They were ready to get in the car and head up, but they wouldn't let more than us in there, in the room. Um, but I was just dumbfounded, even though we should expect it. It happens to both ends on both sides of our family. But when you hear, I don't care if it's an adult, whatever, but when it's a kid and you can't even like nothing, nothing. I mean what are your thoughts?
1: Well there there was multiple people, I mean just just hundreds of people who have donated to the GoFundMe and we know some of those individuals and we know their situation and you know for that that person to donate $10 is huge. huge. Absolutely huge. You 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 um just this day in $10, I mean, you, you you poop $10 whenever you drink a Coke or eat a small hamburger, uh-huh. right? But for this uh, family to donate $10 was just enormous. Now, you know, we had folks donating greater amounts. We had folks donating uh, every other day. Um, and, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I promise you it all went to helping us stay by her side.
0: And we still have a lot more to do. Oh, Yes. Um, you know, we were sharing a sandwich at one point because like a lunch is for one person is six dollars. And we're not talking about like a buffet style meal. It is a tiny kid sized portion. If you want to get something to drink, because w- I was up around the clock, basically, I would try to catnap in between. Then it's $2 for a bottle of water, $2 for Coke. It's And I didn't drink soda. And now I'm like hooked on soda because that's what I had in there. Um, and then we would share a sandwich. And he stayed with us for the first two weeks. Um, but his company does not offer FMLA. They don't offer paid time off. And so it was not a question. We wanted to be as a family together even though she was sedated quite heavily for nine days the first time. Um, yeah,
1: we didn't hear her talk for weeks.
0: Right, but we wanted her to know we were there and we would talk to her and sing to her and, you know, hold her hand and, and be her voice, and we did. We absolutely did, and I have to take a moment. He's going to, of course, say something smart because that's what he does, is to thank you because – smart Smartass. Um, I do think you're smart because you finally wised up after – all the years, you had the three doctors. Whatever um, is the fact that I couldn't have done this this time without you. This was by far the hardest admission we've ever been through, and you were right there. You were my rock. There were times where, like when I first saw her come out of that first surgery, I could barely stand up, and Michael caught me when I first got to that ICU room after they got her settled in. I couldn't stand up when I first saw her because she had so many lines on her. She had the ventilator on her. She had what countless had
1: two poles full of
0: and they weren't just one bags. pole they though the, the, there, there were two separate pumps. poles, and each one was a double pole
1: bags hanging everywhere uh if, if, we've posted pictures on Facebook, Instagram, uh,
0: and then she ended up uh with a central line they put in during the the first operation then they did another central line and her groin and then they did another one and her groin and then she ended up with a pick line and then she ended up with a portable and then she ended up with a broviac and it, i couldn't stand when i looked at her the first time because i felt like my life just exited my own body and michael was right there taking care of me Um, helping me. And I can't thank him enough because we tried to keep our strength in check around faith in the room. But believe me, there were many, many times where the chaplain would come in or the doctor would come in and just tell us, you know, we'll keep her comfortable and let nature take its course. And Michael and I almost became like a contest as to who would get them outside first, you know, outside. We're not talking about this in front of her because even though she was conscious but unconscious, we didn't want her to hear this. And so We would go right outside the door and have this conversation. And Michael is amazing. And I can't thank you enough for.
1: So as I stated, I had just cooked dinner that night. It was Thursday. And we we sat at the table. We ate dinner, uh, a simple meal, uh, chicken, pasta, noodles, uh, broccoli, you know, very, very simple. We joke around, we talk. There's no phones at the table. We look each other in the eye. We we talk about what happened today, what's going on. We poke fun at each other. We have a good banter. And for those of y'all who have kids, I don't know if y'all fully comprehend what, what I'm about to say, unless you've been through this. We didn't hear our daughter speak or say anything for weeks While we watched her on the ventilator, on the life support, on the dialysis. And we just wanted to hear her talk. Uh, Now, our our fate talks a lot. She talks (laughs) tremendously. When I come home from work, I usually have a picture put in front of my face with a character and there's a backstory, and then that backstory has sisters and brothers, and, and they have superpowers. And this is all uh part of her collective uh characters in her books that she likes to come up with. And and I'm used to that, but I took it for granted, y'all. And you know, for those two weeks, two and a half weeks, we just wanted to hear her voice. Uh does this give you a new perspective? Yes, it certainly does. Uh, faith. You can talk as much as you want, kid. Just have at a hoss. And, <laughs> and I won't shut you up. Um, we still, we still pick on each other, we still banter. She still pranks me, she pranked me in the hospital. She got
0: you good at the hospital
1: uh, when she got here. But, um, man, y'all don't
0: take, take a minute these for-,
1: youngins for granted. Uh, your loved ones it could be your husband, it could be your wife. Uh, find out. You know, let, let them go for a day and, and find out how much you need them. You miss them. Uh, it's it's not easy, y'all.
0: It's not. So
1: I really love this kid. Y'all don't tell her I said that.
0: I'm going to have it on repeat for her.
1: Oh, she won't let me live it down.
0: But there there was a lot of things that really were so bothering. Um, And we even had notes put into the account for her. That certain words weren't to be said. And it's it, it just when people would come in and say, you know, she's a very difficult case. She's not a case. How many times did we say this? She's not a case. It's our kid. She's not a case. And they would say, oh, okay, well, come on. We're going to go to the OR. And it was like a light switch, wasn't it? I mean, literally, yes. she heard the word OR. It's
1: like a, uh, a bipolar person.
0: And she vomited. But if no word was said and she didn't see certain people she didn't when she was you know removed another really hard one was they said okay we're really prepared now to get her off the vent and we went through this whole process so if anybody's ever had a tracheostomy and you go through the decannulation period or the passy ear valve period you know so to come off a vent is not an easy thing but she gets off of it and then Not even a few hours later, we're back in the OR and back on the vent again. And she was devastated. And then, like, they had a Foley catheter in there. And finally, she was so excited to get rid of that thing. And not, but not even hours later, they told her to put it back in. And I think that was really the first time we saw Faith's personality and disposition come back because my face hurt i had to call michael he was home because he had to go back to work because we were worried how we were going to even pay our mortgage and i said you're never going to believe what your daughter did the uh, the nurse came in and said i gotta put this up you know where you pee and she told her to stick it in her ass and it was really the
1: f- Faith told the nurse
0: yes and it was really the first time that we had seen that Right. Side of our faith again, this you know? Oh, and then she was like, Really? You need to like butterfly open your legs so I can stick that in. And she goes, And you need to button your mouth because I'm not doing it. She goes, You just took it out. You're not putting it back in. And she was like, Well, you know, you could help me and lend a hand and I'll help. And so Faith gives her the finger. And you know what? I would not say a word because it is that spunk and that spike that spiciness that she has that drives her to be who she is and you know they told us i don't know how many times because i know i clued them out that she wasn't going to make it through the night
1: That's what I, was
0: say. I mean they actually even said to us our goal is to keep her alive that was for the doctor's hours. words
1: it started out for 12 hours so right make it past 12 hours then the next one was, well, she won't make it past 24 hours. Right. And it was
0: the same one, her doctor. And then I said, how about we try something positive? How about, wow, her hemoglobin is looking better. Right. Or her, oh, no. you know, and she's like, I'm not going to say anything like that to you. And it was all doctor and, death for what? Well, uh, I don't know how long. My days ran together, but it was several days. Yeah, close to a week. Yeah. So she, I said, like, can't you say something like her... Creatine's coming up or her, you know, whatever. Something is coming up, which gives you an ounce of hope. I can tell you her exact words. No. Okay.
1: I will never tell you she's out of the woods.
0: Right. And then once she got out of the woods, I brought her back in and said, now you gonna tell me? And she goes, No. And it was just, I mean, some people do not have the right to really be working in childcare hospital facility i mean we had some great nurses don't get me wrong we had i never fired a nurse before i did fire one during this period um who put faith into a full panic attack and it's it's so sad i mean now we are home and uh we have so much going on we have so many appointments she has a uh catheter placed, if you will. It's it's not really a catheter, but it's it's a more permanent line um that's right under her clavicle bone and she receives TPN and lipids that my husband and I had to get trained inside and out on. Um, she also has a feral bag, which was really hard for her because, you know, everybody who knows her knows she worked her ass off to go from feeding tube dependent to completely oral eating like not using a food feeding tube at all and then they put a which was another long discussion peg tube whatever back in her for drainage of stomach vial so she is basically unstable um she's lost a ton of weight which we are working diligently hard to get back she's petrified to eat because she's afraid of the quote-unquote aftermath She had to go, bless her heart, she also went through withdrawals. We didn't even mention that. They had her on such heavy pain medication that when they just cut it off, she went through horrific withdrawals on top of everything else that this poor kid went through. And it broke my heart because she would just say, when's it going to stop? Why me? Why does this always happen to me? Why am I always?
1: What
0: What else are they going to do to me? You know?" And I don't even know how to explain the the scar they left her scar i mean they they cut her open it was huge they left it open they went back in i mean it was just so much for anybody to take i mean really and truly and some people were amazing and supportive some weren't like i said in the midst of all of this we really thought we might have heard from certain people and we didn't we've lost friends over this period of time and you know what to hell with them we're not friends with them um if you could be so what's the word i'm looking for like while we're here this was during the period where we heard that she wasn't gonna make it and like all of a sudden just in friendship at that period of time to me is just, it's just stupid. And
1: it's very juvenile, very petty.
0: Right. It,
1: and it just you have no concept of, of, of you know, what, what real friendship or love is, you know, there we were, we, you know, we, we do a lot of things and, and I'm not saying that, you know, we're the greatest people, but we, we, we try to do what we can to help everyone that uh, that, that needs our help and, Uh, You know, I think we try to go above and beyond um, with the company and with our dogs. And uh, there we were in our time of need. And the folks that we thought we thought were our friends, family, personal friends, uh, loved ones, they were nowhere to be found. You know, we had complete strangers helping us more than those folks. So like, like my wife said, "The hell with you. But I do want to say kudos. A lot of nurses are probably listening to our our, uh, podcast. We had some
0: fabulous nurses. nurses.
1: Nurse practitioners. uh, Physicians assistants. All all y'all.
0: We had a couple of fantastic doctors.
1: So thank you all for listening. And y'all were fabulous.
0: We had some great doctors that we just thought the world of. And, you know, every time they come in, I... Or Michael would say, thank you. Thank you for doing this, whatever. And Faith would say, please don't do this to me anymore. Please don't do this to me anymore. Please just leave. Why can't I just be in here with my parents? Just leave. And it was heart-wrenching to to hear this. And you cannot, you cannot rest in a hospital. I'm sorry. You can't because every freaking time you turn around, either a machine is beeping because she had like 40-something lines. And then you have one of them is done and something else has to get started or they need to take vitals. They had a art line in there so they could get constant vitals from that, but then they wanted to check it against the blood pressure cuff. And, and then you have people coming in constantly for that. And then they give these people this tiny little thing to sleep on. First, the recliner was awful, awful, awful. And then it's smaller than a twin size bed that, you have to sleep on and the rooms are big enough. Why can't they put a second bed in? They wouldn't let us bring um, like Michael was going home uh, to take care of the dogs and work. We couldn't be able to bring in a cot to to sleep on in there. They wouldn't let us. They said, no, you can sleep in a sleeping room on a separate floor, but why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be that far away from your kid? And, you know, something else you haven't mentioned, babe, is how many, of those kids were alone. Now- That's
1: so disheartening.
0: I understand that some parents are single parents. God bless them. I understand some parents, you know, work. But so many of them thought of it as a daycare service. And we were there in the ICU for a month and never saw 99% of the families, 98% of the families. They were, all the kids were in there by themselves. And we're not talking about- just on the weekdays. We're talking about nights, weekends, whenever. I mean, people didn't even come and visit. And that's horrible. These little kids need to be reassured of how great they are. I mean, think about laying in a room unknown as to the what-ifs, and then you only see a nurse or a doctor who's going to come in, poke, and prod you, and that's all you have. That's awful. I mean, that makes your heart just hurt.
1: That's why I said I think what we did by staying there and be with her really helped you know, her thrive to to fight back and, and to push through. Um, you know, that's why she, I think that's why she's here now. You know, uh, speaking of kids, uh, during our extended stay there, uh, it definitely wasn't the Hilton. But, it wasn't
0: uh, even camping.
1: We had uh, two litters of puppies. So they will be posted on the website here shortly. Um, as y'all know, we breed golden retrievers to help uh, domestic violence survivors and special need families and generally you know anyone looking for an emotional support or comfort uh animal uh, our golden retrievers are all red they're uh, gorgeous they're and um they're they're just they're ready to go home so
0: to their forever home yeah.
1: their forever home we'll be posting pictures but uh y'all want to read backstory on faith then you have to go and Um, I just, I don't know, Whitney did a great job on our GoFundMe. Uh, Amazing job.
0: And she did updates and Whitney wants to do a, um, she hasn't come up with a title yet, but like a fundraiser for faith for February, because we have to have labs drawn and change the, uh, um, the lining every Monday. We have multiple doctors. At one point, we were going on dialysis. We do not know to what extent her kidney disease is at yet. Um, at one point, we were prepping 100%. me for a kidney transplant at one point. Um, but we have multiple new specialists that have to be seen. And so that uh, is obviously going to cost gas and parking and and that. And then now we have to change all this. And it takes two people to, to do this. And I was heartbroken really, because when I had her with the trach and the G-tube and the seizures and everything else, I had two hands and I could do this inside and out in my sleep and have no problem. We're learning how to hook up TPN and lipids into a central line that you can't get anything in. You have to be sterile. And so does your environment at all times. And I am so frustrated, and my husband again, my rock, because I couldn't figure out how am I going to open a scrubby? How am I going to uh, take the stair, uh the syringe out of the wrapping? How am I going to hook, you know, the alpha over? How am I going to do these things one handed? I mean, even putting the gloves on was a challenge. And it was ungodly frustrating. And my husband, bless his heart, was just amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. But we have to, I need him to do that. And so he technically needs to be here with me. Um, So his hours need to be cut from work. But that means that we miss out on
1: or I just become a full time nurse here.
0: Will you wear a nurse's uniform for me?
1: You can be my. You're already my doctor, 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 doctor.
0: Well, th- this has to be kept.
1: Yes, it's clean. very sober. So, but our, we, our audience knows how jovial we are.
0: And then we came home, and there was a big, like almost a hole in the backyard. We have to get that full filled up. Oh. And other things that have to be done. We have to make some concessions to the house to prepare for everything she needs and well, keep we it know sterile.
1: Room is. All copasetic now. All
0: right. So on a lighter note, my husband wanted to one-up her on a prank. And so Faith hates Barbie. Like, hates is not even a strong enough word. And as everybody knows, they have their Saturday night movie night ritual where they pick movies. And Faith loves horror movies. I don't know where she gets it from. But so Michael one night decided to torment our child and make her watch the Barbie movie. And so she said, all right, this is the horror movie. This is awful. Mom, it looks like everybody threw up Pepto-Bismol. Like, too much pink. Faith hates the color pink. And big, huge ordeal. So my husband, while we're in the hospital, redoes Faith's room, which we just had painted, any color of her choice, and she picked a gorgeous purple. And all of her artwork is decorating all over the walls, and I can't, even, I can't even imagine how long this took you. He bought the ugliest neon pink tissue paper and put it from ceiling to floor over the entire room, all the walls, covering up everything. And they were all tacked. So you're talking about four tacks a sheet. Over the entire room. And as if that's not enough, as if walking into the internal gut of Pepto Bismol, my husband purchased a whole Barbie in a bag thing. And she has a Barbie comforter now with like a Barbie bear. And there had to be, I don't even know, 50 balloons, bright pink, all over the floor. So we know where his hot air went. And then all over the bed. And do, do a little signature. He puts the picture of the two of them right next to a Barbie doll and a keychain, dad and daughter's best friends for life. Now, the kicker to this hysterical story is before we left, what did she do to you? Before she saw the Frank, room. prank me good, y'all. She got you. that. This has to be one of the best. Tell them what she did to you. This was hilarious.
1: So we've been pushing the discharge for several days and the day comes when we're being discharged (laughs) and it's coming down to hours. Yeah. And the nurse comes in and says, the doctor has requested y'all stay another night for blood work. (laughs) And she's looking at me with a straight face. My wife's off to my left, my kids laying in the bed. And of course I immediately, you know, declare what?
0: <laughs> now, what is Faith saying? Now you can. There's you can say what she said.
1: And the nurse reiterates what the doctor has uh, requested. And our our daughter, lovely, quiet, nice, quiet daughter, speaks up. You know, what the hell? I'm not doing. No, no. She no. got the f bomb. Oh, yeah, Don't
0: she... clean it. It doesn't give do a yeah. good of a story. Come on.
1: Well. Yeah, she plays right along and ducks her head down. I'm not staying here another day, blah, blah, blah. And- F you this. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I I glance at my wife. She's trying to, she's keeping a straight face. Hard.
0: Quicks. I'm biting the inside of my face. And I'm
1: looking at this nurse, and I'm seeing some quirks in her mouth. And I said, no, this is a joke. You're lying. I said, you're, you're messing with me. And she declares that she's not. And so it goes on for a few more minutes of her I went looking for a personal number insisting the that the doctor has requested this stay over and so i ran out of the room sure. i went i went down to um where the nurses go to hide in their little office and i'm like give me this doctor's number and i want his personal cell number she comes out the hallway oh sir please come back to the room they need you yeah, need you. your wife and daughter need you hurry up and now this nurse is scared of what i've been saying Come to find out. Oh, no. She asked me to go get you some water. My my daughter asked me for a hug. When she hugs me, she says, got you. So, yes, my daughter, our daughter, pranked me real good.
0: That was awesome. That was awesome. And And then then, then
1: all y'all started laughing.
0: But then she had the nurse and the case manager, everybody involved. But when she came home, she was like, I know he's pranked me. I know he's pranked me. I didn't get to see what she said when she saw the room. You have to tell everybody, because this, to me, was freaking hysterical. Yeah, but you got to say what she said. She
1: opens the door, looks in her room, doesn't even walk in, looks in her room. She says, as she looks left, then right, not bad for an amateur. But when you're ready to step up into the big leagues, come talk to me. (laughs) Wow. I spent all that time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh. did you blow up all the balloons yourself
1: I did <laughs> <laughs> oh. but y'all know you know um,
0: she has the biggest heart
1: just to reiterate don't take your youngins or your loved ones for granted you know give them a hug tell them you love them because god forbid you know you, you cook them dinner and then you don't hear them speak for two 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 and a half weeks
0: or god forbid they pass that night like yeah. they had told us. So I love you.
1: Well, thank you. I love you too. I love you more. I love you most.
0: So we're going to put our GoFundMe back up there because we have to make um, a lot of provisions and other things now. Uh, my husband's going to have to cut his hours at work. We don't want to stop doing what we're doing. And we fund all of this out of our own pocket for the dogs. And we sacrifice ourselves, Michael and I, as long as Faith has everything she needs and is taken care of. But we have to do certain things to make sure she has what she needs and we don't want to stop helping others. So um, Whitney's GoFundMe that she has established for us and we can't thank her enough. We're going to put that on there. And even if it's a cup of coffee, it adds up and it helps tremendously. We have to get so many things that she needs. Um, It's a process. It takes about 50 minutes to get the TPN and lipids ready and add the additives and the
1: Which we're about to go do.
0: and the um, vitamins into it and then making sure she's set up and then all the other things that we have to get. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. Um, we can't take her anywhere except doctor's appointments and things right now because we don't want to put her in an environment that's not safe uh, where she could get some kind of an infection, but the the doctor's appointments from where we live to where they are is about an hour and 45 minutes one way without traffic and at one point we were going to be doing them at least three to four times a week so we thank you so much um for everything that y'all have done and you're doing Please hug your loved ones and never take a moment for granted. And we will be back up and podcasting very soon. So we thank you for staying with us during this time. And we are sorry we were not able to wish you and your family happy holidays and happy new year.
1: And whenever y'all want a dog, let me know.
0: A four-legged one.
1: That that broke my heart when, when, when Faith woke up. And we told her how many days she, she, cause she asked, how many days have I been out? And my wife told her, said, baby, you've been asleep for nine days. And she just kind of got emotional and started crying, uh, and said, I miss Christmas. I miss new years. You know, um, that's, that's very, very sad, but, um, you know i know my wife does a lot of legal paperwork with wills and all that um and we encourage everyone to reach out to my wife to help 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 with the wills the the power of attorney all that uh, last will and testament cuz you just never know y'all
0: you never know and let me tell you from a parent's point of view it's one thing um but to make these decisions you know what if you were by yourself and someone wasn't there like Michael hadn't gotten there yet? And they're telling you, we'll just keep you comfortable because you don't have a living will. That, that's what
1: it was. And and just you can't you it, it you can't that was make not a an option. No. That was
0: not an option. She was not, ne- we were never just gonna keep her comfortable. And I told her, I said I would rather apologize for pain she might endure because she'll be alive to right. hear the apology. Right than to plan a burial because I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I won't do it. I will be selfish all day long and I cannot do it. And I told her, I said, I live for you. So you will not die for us.
1: Nope. So for, for yourself, for your parents, for whomever y'all get your, your wills taken care of your, your living will, your last will and testament, your power of attorney, your medical power of attorney, your executor, get all that squared away. Uh like I said, the what my wife can do it. You just you have a, um a friend with family can do it. Get somebody to take care of it because when you're in the situation, it's I, worth more you, than you ever know. We weren't thinking straight as far as you know all this. Th- there's no way I was gonna listen to any of those naysayers when they said, Oh, just let her go. Just let her pass. Just make her comfortable and just 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 go ahead and, and chalk it up. You know, that no. And and yes, we had folks tell us that. We had folks tell her uh, it, it's better that she passes away. It's better that, you know, she just go on. So it just, I'm getting, we get my blood born and I'm gonna call out some names. So
0: I know. And then you give me my new nickname as if <sighs> I don't have a plethora of them already, that I took them in the hallway and had a come to reality. And my husband is quietly humming mama shark, baby shark, but mama shark. And, it was just literally like, do you have kids? I think one of the best lines of the whole thing is I want to leave it on a positive note, not a <laughs> a sad one, is the one person that our daughter really disliked, um, Dr. Wise. He came in and said, you know, one day we're going to be friends. And she goes, don't count on it. And he um, made a comment that he was going to go out with his son or something that night. And she looks at me with the straightest of faces and said, somebody give him a kid. <laughs> and that's faith i mean that is faith
1: that's we like that spice that spunkiness yeah so y'all um thank you for joining us I, I know it's been a while we'll we'll get back at this regularly and thank you for continuing to follow and support us at a contagious smile
0: please share this
1: and our canine program and all about faith and her journey
0: and if you want to just send us something, an email, a video right. um, of anything, then send it to us, uh, Victoria at a contagious smile.com, Michael at a contagious smile.com, and we'll make sure she sees it. We'll make sure she gets it. So uh, those things were very helpful. We had a lot of people send videos, and we played each and every one of them for her. And they even did a news story on her for being yeah, in there.
1: 11, 11, 11 Live. Alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so we thank Cheryl for that. But... We, uh, you don't take a moment for granted because you don't know how many moments you have.
1: But contagious smile, unstoppable with lovely Victoria and redneck Michael. <laughs> and Faith is in yonder, laying in bed with her little bell. She's gonna Summoning bring it, her dad, bring it here in a minute.
0: He calls. she calls him her butler.
1: Yeah. So, y'all, check out our dogs on the website. We'll get the pictures up here. and A day or two. Thank y'all and uh, keep listening. We'll post again. Bye y'all.